Good morning. Um, this is day 112 in these revival talks, and um, I've always been declaring that I have revelatory dreams, seeing the Spirit, all of it, everything that's in the book is ours. And so, um, but I think it's different this year when we begin to declare those things with our mouth because there's a fulfillment on it for this year, and and not just this year, but in this era there are. There's a fulfillment of promises and of destiny and of, you know, return on loss and um, fulfillment in general. You know, just fulfillment in terms of, let me see if my light will come back on, right? Oh, there we go. So at any rate, um, I had a dream. Sorry, I had to turn the lights back on. Yes, I love those money-saving features, right? Um... At any rate, I dreamt that, that I, I kept seeing all these houses and every one of them would have like chunks sawed out of it. Some were standing more than others, but it was almost like, like literally like just huge pieces of houses had been sawed out, you know, destroying the entire home. And so, you know, everywhere I went, that's kind of what it was. You know, the houses were, you know, like they were in some form or fashion, not everyone was the same. But the idea was that they were basically um, had been destroyed beyond use and the people that were in those houses were going to lose them. And then I saw the checks in the dream. <laughs> this is the best part. The checks for the return on those houses were in the millions, three million. You know, we're talking about a $250,000 house, let's say. Three million and change, four million and change. You know, six million and change. I just saw millions of dollars as the return. So, you know, initially you're looking at the devastation, right? Many of us have been through seasons where the enemy tried to take us out, level us, every the perfect storm of accusation and every possible thing came. And the enemy made his best attempt to take us out on our way to truly just being seated um, and being in the place where we would literally just um, be doing the thing that we were made for. Um, and many of us have experienced that. I've talked about this a lot, how in different seasons of our life, we've done a piece of what we've been made for, you know, in part here, in part here. But we, many of us are in that place now where things are converging and we, we literally are stepping into what we were made for, the, the dream that was inside of us, the dream that got killed, the dream that went up in smoke, whatever. And out of all that destruction, I'll say this, Jesus doesn't waste anything. Your darkest hour, my darkest hour, um, our most devastating th things that have happened, all of the trek in the ta tapestry of our life where the enemy just kind of like took us out along the way. Um, those seasons of destruction in that way are done. I remember um, when I first uh, moved to Brunswick from Florida and um, I was a mess. And essentially I had lost the ability to believe that God actually loved me. Um, personally, I, I thought he was the God of Bette Midler during that season. He was off watching. And the truth is he was always there. And that's what I, my heart had to come realize. And God really began to rebuild us here. And he rebuilt me through teaching Bible lit in a public school and, and looking at seeing Jesus and kids and 
reconnecting me to the heart, my heart, and, and in many ways the reconnect was as if nothing had ever changed with me and the Lord. In other ways, the, one of the biggest things that happened during that time though, I remember calling my buddy in California, my best friend, pulled over off the side of the rope, just wailing my guts out. And I had been radically reconnected, like a light switch turned on. And But what I was grieving and what was going on inside of me was I was terrified to dream again. I was literally shake. I, I, I thought, wait a minute, I don't mind connecting back, but when I connect back, I connect to the call, I connect to the gift, the things that are irrevocable, the things that I was made for, all of which required the ability to dream. And the Lord said to me in that time, he, gave me, he, gave, he spoke to me and said, Never again, like in the days of Noah, will the waters of destruction come that way again. In other words, he wasn't saying I would never, we wouldn't have a hard time or we wouldn't have challenges or obstacles. What he was saying was, the enemy leveled you, and his goal was to take you out. And for Jane and I, many times, you know, we've said this many times along the way, the fact that we were still standing was the only testimony that we had during certain seasons of our life. I'm still here. I'm still standing. It was kind of like a... What's that movie uh, with the guy? I'll think of it in a second. Where he's like, I'm still standing. And so with that promise has been a gradual, you know, kind of restoration of a lot of things. But I feel like in this era where we see things converging, you know, all the ages of the church are converging. And everything is on the plate. And we're living in a day and a time. Like me wave my arms to see if it knows I'm moving, right? Right. Right. Maybe I should sing a song every time the lights go out. Well, in this way, you guys could tell me if I have anything in my molars, if I got a filling that's coming out or whatever, because you can see right in there. Um, right? I've never lost my sense of humor, ever, ever, ever. Um, I'll tell you what, humor will get you through a lot of things. Um, but anyway, side note, random ADV moment. At any rate, um, you know, we, we went through places, we've been through those seasons where we've experienced a lot of loss. A lot of us have a huge backstory, okay? And our backstory has dark places, and I just say this, every part of our backstory, light has always been bigger. And God uses every single bit of it because we are the message, okay? So what is formed in you, the truth that God has formed in you, not just from what you know in your head, Truth must be married to an encounter with Jesus. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about an encounter like a revel, you know, like I had a little epiphany. I'm talking about fire, presence of God, literally just being a habitation of Holy Spirit. When truth gets married to the spirit inside of us, because we carry the kingdom, the totality of it, when those two merge, it becomes something that literally changes my DNA. Does that make sense? And so when you just have this heady religion, like most of the kids I've taught Bible Lit for last 10 years, where we have a rule book that just tells us how to behave and, you know, et cetera, then basically we're still living apart from God trying to manage our own life. And we're not called to that. We're called to, um, you don't have to fight. You don't have to tooth and nail it. You don't have to claw your way. He's not dysfunctional. He's good. He's always good. He's not, you know, when you fall or you step in the mud, you don't have to 
um, hang out in your shame for three days under a veil. You know what I mean? Like, that's really stupid. You can spend as much time in that place as you want. Am I saying you could fall in the mud right the two minutes before I come on here? Could I have fallen in the mud and got on here and worshiped Jesus and not been a hypocrite? Yes, absolutely. Because for most of us, when we fall, we've been trained by religion that we have to be punished first. And most of us, because of our self-contempt and shame, even from the church, are readily able to do that. We're kind of like, I'm going to mention a movie, don't go wild on me, but I just remember a scene from Harry Potter. Remember, I had 10 years where I watched everything. Where the movie theater was my um, my, my church. I'm, I'm laughing at this scene where Dobie says he made some mistakes, so he ironed his hands. I mean, we've done enough ironing on our hands, right? <laughs> We're pretty good when we have shame, which is that core thing that tells us, that makes us believe that we're defective, which is the product essentially of the things that have happened to us and the things that we have done. They all communicate a message that gets internalized on the hard drive of our heart. You know, when abandonment, rejection, people walk out, the communication to the heart is what's wrong with me that these people don't love me, right? When the people who are closest to you, who you thought you were friends were like are gone, you know what I mean? So it's like, how, how does that happen? And so well, I know how it happens, but my point is, is that um, we've all, all of those things kind of create this bedrock of shame in the heart. And it's the enemy's playground because the enemy always wants to create the illusion of you being a separate person from God. You are separated from him. If my belief is that I'm separated, then I have to claw and make my way back in so that he'll, you know, his face will shine on me again. But if my belief is John 17, that I'm in union with him, we are one, and that the totality of the kingdom is inside of me, then I'm never separated, even when I fall. I'm not separate. I'm not trying to find my way back in. I'm already in. And so that's the change in the mindset. So anyway, say that to say, because we've had these series these seasons of great devastation and loss. And we're in this era of, of God really truly restoring all things where things are a now moment. You know, I said yesterday about how I used to look at prophetic forecasts and go, oh yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Another year of great, great, great. Because I was contending from disappointment and I'm not contending from disappointment. I'm contending from a place of victory and finished work of Jesus Christ, knowing that it's all there. And all we're doing as 11th hour workers is we're walking into the very thing that he has made us for. And we get to reap the benefit of everybody that's gone before us. We are coming in. We're not the first ones to sow into this soil. Tell me if my teeth look okay. Um, kidding. Lights. That's the beauty of living in this age. We get the benefit of coming into something that we didn't necessarily sow. Like there's been a really, really somebody's, a lot of saints through the years have created this huge, and their ceiling is this huge high ceiling. So this think about that ceiling going elevated really high, and that's where we come in. And the generation from the youngest to the oldest, the mothers and fathers and the young, all of like, are all going to get the same pay and they're going to get the stuff. We are not doing this 
as mothers and fathers of faith, I speak this to you. This, we are not doing this just to give something to the kids to carry it on. We get to go too. And we are going to be mentored by them as much as we're mentoring them. And so they're going to carry something that looks really different, but we all get it. It's not like I get to lay my life down in this era and, see, and let everybody just kind of be on top of me so that my ceiling can be their new floor and they get the goods and we get the coal. It's not like that. In this era of church, we get everything. We get it all. We get the same. We get more. We, we, we get it all. Everybody in the generation gets it all. This is not a season where we're left out or we're making this huge sacrifice to push somebody else in. This is a season of whosoever will and the least of these. And if you're one of the people that got burned back here, you're a whosoever will, and you are least of these. This is the season where the people in the front back get to come to the front. This is an elevated season, redeemed time, accelerated, okay? So back to the dream. So I feel like what the Lord was showing me, I mean, it's a simple thought, is that when I see three or four million dollar checks being written on $250,000 houses, <laughs> it means he's coming with a vengeance. He's coming with a vengeance, with restoration and healing in his wings. And he is restoring the things that were lost. How does God redeem time and restore what was lost? It's not tit for tat with Jesus. If I lose 10 years and as I get leveled and burned, I don't get 10 years back. I get 100. I get eternity. I get it all. So what Jesus does is he takes this, when he says the latter glory of the house in Isaiah will be greater than the former, you and me are the house. The latter glory is us in us. It has to do with what we're going to walk in, what we're going to release. And for many of us, you're walking into a season of your life where you've been put on the shelf, you know, thrown out, sidelined, etc. That's you're not alone in that story. There's a lot of people with, in terms of when the enemy did the perfect storm thing, they all ended up in the same boat. And so those of us who are coming out of hiding, you are we are anybody in that spot is one encounter away from going from obscurity to the stage, just like that, okay? And people are gonna get elevated like the demoniac, like who gets restored, healed, delivered, and then becomes the evangelist before he goes to school. I think that might be a good idea sometimes, unless it's one of those nice supernatural schools like Bethel, but a little plug, because the minute we go into any formal training, <laughs> And most of Christendom, we come out as one of the best Pharisees that ever existed. And they teach us out of faith and, not, and, and into religion and indoctrinate us into religion. Like, please know, Lord, let's have the raw, the rough, the least of these, the ones that nobody wants and nobody thinks are it. I think that's why it goes for them. That we have zero credentials. I don't care how much education I've got. I still have zero credentials. It is still all about radical, crazy favor. The favor of God is on me and he's on you. 
And favor puts us before people that we could never be before. It puts us in places and opens opportunities that could have never been opened prior to. That's what this era of church looks like. Favor on steroids, walking in as manifest sons and daughters of God who have had Egypt pulled out of us. We are now sons, we're not orphans, and we're walking in and we're taking the land every place our foot treads. It's ours. That's what this is about. And so this is not a this is a season of fulfillment. And that's how God redeems time. He redeems time and loss through fulfillment. And when he does, he does it exponentially. So when that dream about these multi-million dollar checks begin, I'm, I just release that now over us, all of us. We say to the enemy, your time is done. We bind up every attempt you know, you've ever made to destroy, steal, kill, and take from us. We draw the line in the sand today and we say that day's over and this is the year of the mouth. Everything that comes out of your mouth is going to be red hot this year and God is going to use your mouth to literally, literally declare and decree what heaven is doing and to see it manifest. This is the year of manifestation on the decree. Okay, what comes out of your mouth is actually going to begin to manifest. It's nothing we've ever seen before in church, right? Because so many of us have these long backstories of years of declaration, right? Years of things coming out of our mouth. It's done. This is the season and the era of fulfillment where all things come together, where everything is available, where return on loss is multifold, multifold. So we just release that, Jesus. We release the multifold blessing, the hundred plus return on that which was lost, and we receive your heavenly math, which is exponentially beyond all that we could think or ever imagine. And we tell the enemy to let go. We don't permit Whatever we don't permit here is not permitted there. How do we do that unless we're in union with God, right? Why would he give us an equation that says whatever you bind here is bound in heaven? It's like reverse order in my brain. But if I'm in union with Jesus, I'm already, I'm already in heaven and on earth at the same time. It makes total sense. So we bind up the enemy's attempts to steal anymore. And we just release Jesus according to Psalm 91. The angels are there to protect, to serve, to minister. And Hebrews says they, they are ministering spirits. So we just release, we ask heaven to release right now the angels that bring their return on time, on money, on relationship, on everything that was lost. We call it in now and we call it into the now as a fulfillment of what you're doing. You're the one who has spoken through your prophets and said, this is a season of the mouth and of declaration. This is a season where we get to see fulfillment. So based on what we know in your word and based on what you're prophetically speaking, we say it's now. And so I, if you all, if this helps, I ask you to share it. I want to I see your comments, but I really, really, really want to see the testimonies. So take today. And declare some simple things and decree them. And watch what happens. And then let me know. Let us all know. Because there's going to be testimony after testimony about 
I've been using my mouth for years, declaring, and it's brought me slim results. And now all of a sudden, bam, it's all there. Blessings, guys. Love y'all.